to a special Halloween edition of Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Zombies Ate My Neighbors on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Zombies Ate My Neighbors is a sad story of two children forced to travel endlessly through time and space in a desperate quest to rescue their friends and family from the clutches of zombies, aliens, werewolves, vampires, and giant babies? Yeah, that um, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's, what, that's what it is. It's, it's, a, it's like a love letter to B-movies, yeah. the bad monster movies. You got you got every single monster villain and and henchman crammed into one game without really any story other than two kids running around trying to save their neighbors who keep inexplicably getting caught up by all these bad guys. Like why do they keep the same people keep getting caught? Yeah, um why are the kids saving the adults in this one? That that classic trope finds its way. Right? It's like here. stranger things or other ones <laughs> animorphs ones. animorphs you know why are uh, the children super eight why is it always the children that have to save bail out the government you know super eight super eight steven spielberg movie oh, from a few years ago don't know it what don't know it oh it's a good one i'm not um not real deep down the movie rabbit hole i've probably not seen a lot of movies that people think i should have seen oh wow Wow, that's surprising. Like Rambo, for example. Um, <laughs> Rambo. There, it's like seven movies of Sylvester Stallone killing people in various ways. Hundreds, uh, thousands even. I just made my way through all of the Rocky movies about a year ago. Oh, yeah. So It's like seven movies of Sylvester Stallone punching ago, people in various ways. Yeah, so I'm a little behind on a lot of movies. So you'll have to forgive me for not knowing about Super 8. Oh, it's a good one. Uh, this game is a love letter to a lot of movies, though. Yeah. Th- that most of which I haven't seen. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> any monster movie, uh, zombie movie, vampires, Frankenstein's monsters in there, uh, like where, a Chucky where, knockoff. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. Where the Red Fern Grows? Is that... That's not a horror movie, but it was it was traumatizing for a generation. If you really? are if you're a, a millennial, maybe some of the younger Gen X, where the red fern grows. Do you remember that book? That's the one where she's like, "Look at the flowers, look at the flowers." No, no, no. You're thinking of Mice and Men. Oh no, I was thinking of the episode of Walking Dead. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> also, also traumatizing for a generation of. Uh, everybody who's seen that one. <laughs> no, Red, where the red fern grows, the story about a boy and his hunting dogs, and then they, one of them dies, and then the other one dies of heartbreak, and it's like what? It's awful. <laughs> it's so sad. Why'd you bring that memory back up? Is that like Star Wars Episode Three, where it's like she's lost the will to live? Yeah. No, <laughs> seriously, that's exactly what happens. It was a book, and then they turned uh, it into an even sadder movie. There's a very funny robot chicken uh, skit about that scene. Anyways, uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> what a game. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. I don't know if you remember this. Before we started this whole endeavor, uh, Knights of the Round yep. was one of the games that, that we, we played. 
And this game, I feel like, was was a game that I distinctly remember playing with you in that period of time where this the germ, the seed of this this whole thing was was coming to my brain. I do remember that because it's the only other time before this week that I have played this game, or even maybe even heard of this game. Yeah. That was probably the first time. Yeah. So I feel like it's about time we got to it. Yeah. I feel like I've been kind of waiting to get to it. It's part of the worth it or worthless origin story. Yeah. And then, and then for, for George, George Ober, George, George Tober, you picked this game. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I I was like, is there any Halloween games you might want to play? And you were like, yeah. So that you got the one, you got zombies. When it came time for me to choose a couple of games for this month, I knew we had to play Tetris and I'm glad we did. That went superbly. And then for the, <laughs> I could not for the life of me settle on a second game. I had a whole list of games and, you know, we'll play them eventually. But then you brought up the point, like, we need to play a Halloween game. This episode is coming out the week of Halloween and Zombies Ate My Neighbors is perfect for Halloween because regardless of which monster you like, although kids don't really dress up as monsters anymore. I noticed like all the costumes are just memes. Everyone just dresses really? up as memes now, mm. which is kind of scary in its own way. <laughs> I feel like Halloween sneaks up on me every year. It's like you just said Halloween and this episode's coming out Halloween this week. I was like, oh, is it? It is, yeah. I feel like that happens to me all the time because I don't really, I mean, I'm not a big Halloween person. I know people who are huge Halloween people, but yeah, it's never since since I stopped trick-or-treating. Yeah. Not, not really something I, I think a lot about. But We don't get very many trick-or-treaters in our neighborhood, so um, we go to uh, my wife's parents' every year and they don't get almost any so we just hang out and eat food and watch tv and every now and then like one or two kids will come by yeah Yeah. anyways (laughs) do you want to uh, get into what this game did well i'm ready let's let's just jump right in me the number one thing has to be the concept of this game which we've already touched on a little bit the idea of a love letter to all of these classic horror films and b movies and monster movies just the idea of taking every single bad guy and villain and monster and cramming them into one game and then uh just like loosely tying it all together with like a little bit of story yeah for sure i also have the theme written down as something that the game does well it's um it's kind of this hodgepodge that just makes a lot of sense in a way. And I don't know if we had almost like smash bros kind of makes sense in a way. Yeah. Um, just having all of these cool, uh, cultural things thrown together in the same, the same way. Um, if you think about like back in the day, you had the universal monster movies, like the classic monster movies made by mm-hmm. Universal Studios. And you had like Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein and the Dracula movies and the uh, the Swamp Man. You had all of these like classic monster movies like when you see like the black and white ones. Mm-hmm. And they all started off as their own thing and they kind of crossed over. Yeah. And so it's like this game is like that crossover. But then it even throws in some like more modern things like you have like a knockoff Chucky doll. And the thing it kind of reminded me of is like Goosebumps books Mm. or even like I haven't seen the new Goosebumps movies with Jack Black, but just (laughs) watching the trailers where basically they take all of these monsters from all the Goosebumps books and now they're like exploding throughout the neighborhood. Yeah. And that's basically what this game is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
the the first thing that I have on my list is the radar system <laughs> in this game. It's very uh, practical. Of yeah. You. <laughs> it's like funny. You were like, the first thing is that I was like, is he going to say the radar system? Wow. Uh, you really love the radar. Let's hear it. No, hear well, it. that just happened to be the first thing that I <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down. I didn't think it, in my brain it was funny to go. The first thing is the radar system. Um, yeah, so the the gameplay of this game, we didn't really explain it. It's like a top-down, uh, I, I guess isometric game where you're wandering around uh, different like tombs or like neighborhoods, know, neighborhoods or uh, football fields, shopping malls, pyramids, um, swamps. Yeah, so you're wandering around and you're collecting your neighbors, and then once you get the number of neighbors that you need for the level, the exit doors open. And so you have a radar system when you hit one of the shoulder buttons on the Super Nintendo controller. Uh, that kind of helps you track down your neighbors because that's um, the point of the whole game. Yeah. Well, it's kind of weird. The game is called Zombies Ate My Neighbors, um, mm-hmm. which does happen occasionally. A zombie will eat your neighbors, but there's yeah. all sorts of other monsters in there. And the point is for the zombies to not eat your neighbors. You want to collect them all and then move on to the next level. And the radar is really nice. I, I do agree with you that it's definitely a plus for this game because without it, I feel like the gameplay would feel kind of tedious. Some of these levels are very... <laughs> I know, like the way that... We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm just saying... <laughs> Some of these levels are like a labyrinth. A lot of them are made up of like hedges or or a bunch of different rooms. And if you didn't have any sort of system to figure out where the neighbors were, I could see getting really frustrated. Or in our case, where the neighbor is. (laughs) Where where you can see where they are and you just can't figure out how to get there, you mean? No, the one neighbor that we have left. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we'll get there. But it is nice. The radar is a nice little feature that keeps this game from feeling overly tedious yeah yeah what else do you have for me a big thing and uh this ties into a whole bunch of different parts of the game but this game is just jam-packed with variety we've already mentioned the different amounts of monsters there's all these different monsters that you can find in the game but also with the levels there's uh as we mentioned a whole bunch of different varieties of levels you have the the neighborhoods the malls which are like modern suburban whatever but then, uh, inexplicably, you end up in pyramids and crypts and yeah. swamps and uh, mad scientist layers, and you have like a, a good variety of levels. Uh, the weapons you have a—it's not just like one weapon. You start yeah. with a squirt gun, but then you can also unlock um, like soda can grenades and weed whackers and silverware and plates and bazookas and ray guns and tomatoes and popsicles and footballs and there's there's a ton of weapons in this yeah. game. Also, a whole bunch of power ups. You got keys and decoys and potions mm-hmm. and med kits. There's just a lot of variety in this game. It's funny to hear you unpack that. Uh, the only variety that I have written down is the weapon variety uh, for what the game did well. Because I was thinking like, there's only like five levels, and then you just listed a bunch of ones that I forgot about. I was like, oh, actually, there there are like a there is a good variety. Because the game is what 45, 46 levels long, forty eight. Um levels that everybody can go to and play and then there's uh like seven bonus levels i yeah. think so it comes out to 55 total if you find all the bonus levels which is a ton of levels 55 yeah and so i was like well there's so many levels that that stuff repeats but then i was thinking there's you know five or six different level types but now i'm thinking maybe there's more like 10 or 11 and um 
Yeah, I, I would say variety is definitely something that is in this game's wheelhouse uh, between the the enemies and the levels and the weapons. It's just there's there's a lot here. I think that that 55 levels, well, we didn't play all 55 because we only found one of the bonus levels. We played 49 levels of this game, which might be the most levels of a game that we've played since way back to Snow Bros, which was like 100 levels. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and another thing that's interesting about the weapon variety specifically is a lot of the enemies have weaknesses that uh, incorporate the weapon variety, which I thought was just like a nice little game design like nod of like, oh, you can kill werewolves easily with silver. Or like supposedly the crosses help you fight vampires or something. Yeah, supposedly. Although we couldn't really get it to work very well. Yeah, every every monster has their own weakness. Like the little Chucky dolls, they're weak to the soda cans. I guess the idea is that like if you get pop on your toys, they get sticky and stop I, working. That's my that's my know. own headcanon for why the soda cans kill the Chucky dolls. Yeah, I don't know. The nothing kills the chainsaw guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean your but, best bet, when in doubt, pull out the bazooka or use a potion to morph into a werewolf and just go crazy because those seem to be the two most powerful weapons in the game. When in doubt, just pull up the cheats menu on the Retron 5. Yeah, 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 yeah. I <laughs> that's, mean, that's the real answer. That's definitely an option when you're playing, trying to beat 55 levels. Yeah. <laughs> Which goes to another thing that I think that this game does well, and I want to be kind of specific about this. I think, <laughs> I think the game is fun, but it's fun in small bursts. This is okay. not a game that I personally am interested sitting down for six hours and trying to plow through it and beat mm. the whole game. Yeah. But at the beginning, we actually broke this into two playthroughs. At the beginning of each playthrough, I was having a really good time. Now, the longer those playthroughs went, the less fun I was having. But yeah. I realized when you take like three or four of these levels and play through those, like we did when we first, before the podcast even started, yeah, like that is fun. And mm-hmm. I had a good time with that. Yeah. I uh, One of the other points that I have written down uh, kind of plays into that. I have the password system yeah. written down as something. It's key. Um, you have to. As well. yeah. If you didn't have that, the game would be worthless right off the bat. Yeah. So the way that the game kind of works is you start off and there's 10 neighbors to rescue. And if they get hit by an enemy, well, then the next level is going to have nine neighbors to rescue if you got the other ones. And then you know, it progressively gets lower and lower as you rescue fewer neighbors. Supposedly, there's a way to get bonus neighbors, but I don't know if we figured out how to do that you have to get a, a high enough score and then it'll add some neighbors back but we were never able to get a high enough score to add neighbors back to our next level yeah so when we lost them they were gone for good yeah and so with the password system like it kind of it enables you to play this game in short bursts or to get so far into it and then you can't progress and to, to take a break because later on i mean not even later on like there's a lot of really challenging levels in this game oh yeah and it gives you a password every, what, three to five levels it's, or something? It's super random. Sometimes um, you'll have passwords after, you know, two levels. Sometimes it'll be after five levels. Yeah, sometimes I think it's like five regular levels or like always after a boss level yeah. kind of a thing. Um, and so it really helps uh, helps with that short burst thing because I feel like um, I've always felt positive about this game. Yeah. And I've always liked you know, like coming back to it, it's like, oh yeah, Zombies Ate My Neighbor, that's a fun game. And now that I've played, you know, 50 levels of it, I'm like, I don't know if I feel, I feel like we got a bit of a Streets of Rage 3 thing going on here. 
where I was like, man, I bit off more than I could chew with that one. I think the the thing is picking that for the podcast. It goes back to the idea of it being fun in short bursts, but not necessarily for six hours straight. No. But the password system is what allows you to tackle this game in small bursts. Yeah. You looked up, the reason we played it in two play sessions was because you looked up the how long to beat time and it said eight hours. And I was like, oh man. Yeah. And then you're like, well, you, you know, I could play today or whatever. And then, um, and then the long plays that came up on Google were like three hours long. And I was like, what? Because we played for the first set first session was like three hours and we got we About think, halfway i think we still had like we got to level 25 yeah i think it was and uh so i was like oh there's 30 more levels not realizing the bonus levels don't really count but it was like man how's anybody beating this in eight hours yeah <laughs> let alone like if they're legitimately beating it for one thing but two it's just like man how how was the long play three hours that doesn't even make any sense to me all right i want you to hear me out on this i want you to hear me out i think that this game could really benefit from the mario 35 treatment all right now here (laughs) listen if for those of you who haven't heard of or played mario 35 yet the concept is is similar to it's like a battle royale system everybody's just playing the original super mario bros and every time you kill an enemy it gets warped to another player's screen. There's 35 people all playing Super Mario Bros. at the same time, and when you kill an enemy, it goes to another player's screen. Now, you might be on different levels. So if you're on level one, and I'm on level five, and I kill Bowser, all of a sudden, you're trying to play level one, and Bowser's there. Mm -hmm. This game, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, would be awesome to do that sort of battle royale thing because you have so many different monsters, and you have so many different levels to start from and go to that I... and you know, it, you just don't last very long. Like it, Mm. you, it's, it's difficult and you Mm. could die pretty fast. I feel like this game could really take that Mario 35 battle Royale system and turn this long kind of daunting 55 level game into a short little burst of battle Royale, um, fast paced, like party game action. Welcome to 2020 where we're legitimately talking about retro game battle Royales. Dude, I don't know. This seems perfect for it. And I would never have I'm thought not, of that. I'm not disagreeing with you. And they just announced that Pac-Man Battle Royale on, on Stadia. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's a uh, thing, I guess. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't necessarily disagree with you that it would be a good Battle Royale, but I don't know if the mechanics... Because like Mario 35, you've got the the stars you've got fire flowers you i mean i feel like mario 35 now that i've played it makes a lot of sense but this game is so difficult and it doesn't really have like and mario you've got like the warp pipe and like one two and like other levels where you can sort of skip around a little bit and you have the control and the mechanics are you know really refined um yeah i don't necessarily disagree but i'm like trying to think about like you're, you're still saving neighbors, but people are throwing more zombies at you. Like, oh yeah. Uh, all right. All I right. I don't know. You're not a fan of my battle Royale idea. So I, I have another pitch for oh, okay. what this game should be that I'm going to bring to you later in the episode. I'm going to, I'm going to have, <laughs> we'll have a palate cleanser for right now. And we'll come back to this. Cause I have another idea for what this game could be in 2020. All right. Do you have anything else that the game did well? Um, that's going to be it for me. That's all I have as well. So uh, let's move on to what the game didn't do so well. 
All right, I I have a feeling that we might have the same thing as this game's greatest weakness, and that is the hitboxes. Mm, yeah. yeah. So the the hardest thing for me about this game is it doesn't feel satisfying to kill bad guys because it's so difficult to actually hit them sometimes. Like you're pointing a bazooka right at a bad guy or right at a weak spot in the wall and you shoot it and oops, you were one pixel off and so now you didn't do anything. This is literally some of the worst collision I've experienced in a retro game in a really, really long time. I mean, yeah. just just across the board, uh, trying to shoot enemies, the bosses have really bad collision detection. Sometimes you'll get hung up on walls in a weird way, which will get you killed in or this game. you'll get hung up on an enemy, which is even worse because it's yeah. doing damage to you while you're trying to squeeze by it. Yeah, it's, it's very strange. Or like trying to pick up an item. It's like the neighbor's... It's whatever. It's a full 32 by 32 sprite of neighbor, but really like... I don't know, eight by eight is the area that you can actually like pick up the neighbors. And it's like, uh, or the same with items where you'll literally be touching an item, but if you don't hit, hit it dead center, for some reason, everything is just has like this really tiny hitbox. And, um, this game's not easy. No. Uh, and it's, it's, that is part of the reason why the game is even harder is because you might find yourself in a tight situation with like, I don't know, a chainsaw guy and a couple of zombies like cornering you while you're trying to go get the last neighbor or in our case, the only neighbor that you have to save because if you end up, so you lose the neighbors throughout the playthrough. And so we were down to like one neighbor in every level for like 10 levels straight until we found a better password. And so in those kinds of situations, it was like, extra frustrating because you get a game over if you don't rescue the neighbor um and so the collision is definitely was was the worst part and i don't remember in in the past i've got positive feelings about this game you know previously but i don't ever remember feeling like man i really hate this game's like collision system i think part of that frustration comes out of instead of just sitting down to play this for a few minutes and knock out a few levels we really were looking at it as like a longer play. Yeah. And in a longer play, if you're going to try to beat this game, you have to collect everything. You have to get every neighbor. You have to get all the weapons. You have to get all the keys. And because if, if you don't do that, you're going to run out of weapons, which is frustrating. Yeah. You're going to not have the keys you need to open the doors. And so when you're really trying to play strategically and collect all that stuff, if you can't do it, it, it is extra frustrating. Yeah, and not only that, like you're gonna like a lot of the enemies in this game are damage sinks. Yeah. So like running out of weapons, like you really do need to explore to make sure because you ran out of weapons a lot. I didn't do it so much, but you just were. I don't know. I'm trigger happy using all your stuff. When I go to laser tag, I always have the most lasers fired out of anybody. I just want to hold the trigger down always. Yeah. If if you run out of ammo's in this game, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are really screwed. I feel like this game. Your default weapon, your your squirt gun, you shouldn't run out of ammo on that. You should always have, like, your weakest weapon, you should always... Or, like, let me punch something, at least. Don't make me just run around with no way to do any damage. Yeah, that's uh, another thing that the game does not do you any favors. Um, you have... The game gives you enough resources to get through a particular level. Yeah. But if you misuse those resources, you're screwed. So if you need bazooka to shoot through certain things in the level to break walls but you use those to kill enemies instead and then all of a sudden you can't 
rescue a neighbor or get the key that you need to rescue a neighbor, uh, you just, you're done. Game over. Yeah. And uh, it's, man, I don't know. It's frustrating. I think for me, the the second biggest thing, the second biggest weakness that stands out to me is the gotchas, which kind of ties into what we were just talking about. But there are so many gotchas in this game. You will go and open up a, a... a wardrobe or whatever and try it. Sometimes when you open the wardrobes, you get new weapons or you get a power up or whatever. But sometimes randomly a blob will pop out and just do damage to you. Yep. And there's nothing yep. you can do. It's sort of like a mimic chest. Yeah. You open it up. It hurts you. There's nothing you can do. If you're on your last bar of health, oh, well, game over. Yeah. I don't like that. There's also these question potions, which sometimes do good stuff, but sometimes <laughs> just straight up kill you or yeah. take away all your uh, ammo. And then... As we mentioned, there's the instant game over. Yeah. Before we figured out the whole decreasing neighbors thing, we were like, man, we got like the first few levels had so many neighbors and now we're like halfway (laughs) through the game and every level only has one neighbor. What's up with that? If you get down to the final neighbor and you haven't uh, saved any neighbors in a level and that neighbor dies, you lose. And it's not like uh, you really even have an opportunity to save them sometimes. Sometimes you'll just get onto the screen and all of a sudden there's a zombie there killing them and there's nothing you can do. It's an instant game over and it just feels like there's way too many gotchas in this game. Yeah, the password system saves how many neighbors, uh, it, it seems to save how many neighbors you left off with. And so you would think that each password system would give you a fresh crop of neighbors, but nope. And sometimes those neighbors are in places that uh, you can't easily get to. They're like stuck in the top of the screen somewhere and you have to like navigate this maze of a level and they might show up behind a wall that you can't access t- uh, just yet and then an enemy might spawn behind that wall that you can't do anything about and kill the neighbor and game over. That happened to us in a couple different levels where yeah. we failed the level over and over and over again because uh, we were bad early in the game. Yeah, for like the f- <laughs> for about the first three hours we played the game, we didn't realize that there was like different power levels of the password so when you beat enough levels it'll give you a password like a lot of these old games have there's no way to mm-hmm. save it gives you a password and we didn't realize that we were getting like the crappy password the one that lets you <laughs> like you've lost all your lives put the password in now you're back at the same level you were just at but you don't have any of your ammo you don't have any of your guns it doesn't save anything except for the number of neighbors that there were and so now we're trying to beat the whole game with only yeah. one neighbor we didn't realize till today our second play uh play session that there are these passwords you can go look up online, the best passwords that start you at 10 neighbors. And it's like, oh, well, now this is actually doable. Yeah, and it wasn't until you read what, an IGN article that you realized, like, the neighbor count actually decreases. We didn't, we don't fully understand this game. Like, maybe we should read the manual. Should have read the manual. The yeah. manual does help a lot. If you're going to play this game, read the manual. It'll explain some of the key components. It explains some of the uh, enemy and weapon weaknesses, which is really helpful to have. That's something I actually have kind of written down, and we can we can unpack this a little bit, whether it's valid or not. Uh, I don't think it's fair that uh, so judging the game by today's standards, do you think it's fair that you should have to read the manual to know something like that? By today's standards, no. Like a, a good game should teach you how to play. Mm-hmm. It should teach you the basics of the game, and and yeah. these things like maybe like figuring out exactly weapon. Uh, which weapons are the best and, and enemy weaknesses. Maybe some of that should be left up to playing. Yeah. But the basic idea of when a neighbor dies, then they're dead for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. 
like that is something that is like a key component of the game and made it so much harder than it needed to be. And so I that I mean like that should have been in the game. Or maybe even like a little bit of UI that yeah. tells you, you know, how many neighbors that you have out of like the 10 or whatever. Well, it does or show some, you some bit that yeah, the radar shows you how many you have to collect in a level, but I'm saying maybe there would be like a 1 out of 10 and then we start a level and see there's only one something to help you figure oh, out gotcha. that there's supposed to be 10 neighbors yeah and you're just bad <laughs> yeah definitely need to read the manual yeah and so i i guess sure it is a fair point that this game didn't do well is you have to read the manual which i guess a great game like i don't know you don't really need to read the manual in super mario brothers to know like what a mushroom does or a, a star does or many of that stuff because the game does a good job of teaching you what that stuff does. Yeah. And so, yeah. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my guns on that one. All right. That's zombies fair. ate my neighbors. Um, you kind of mentioned that you lose all of your items when you use a password. That's something I actually have written down uh, is the password system. I feel like, there are password systems in other games where you just save your inventory and all that stuff. And so I don't know why that couldn't be a thing here. I think part of it is just the, the simplicity of the passwords. The passwords are only four characters long. I'm thinking back to when I was a kid and some of the games that I had that had passwords, like some of them were much longer. And I think that the length of the password allows the game to like encode different information. So the four letters, it's probably only telling it what level you're on and how many neighbors are left. And that's probably all the information they can fit in there. They could have made it a longer password and maybe held more of that information. They should have held more information because of the the weapons and the resource management and running out of weapons being so detrimental that I feel like they should have rewarded your early game uh, caution and collecting items and not using them or, or trying to save them for later on. Uh, the game, when you enter a password, like starting with a squirt gun and a med pack, like three levels before the end of the game just isn't viable. Like, I feel no. like you're just not going to beat it, especially the, the stupid last boss, um, which I guess we could talk about that now. The bosses are some <laughs> of just the most atrocious, like just awful gaming experiences that I've had in a long time. I, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, you know, we haven't, we put six hours in this game. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the only and best way to beat the bosses is by drinking these werewolf potions that turn you into this big hulking werewolf that is invincible and you can just punch and do massive damage. Now, I feel like that is the only safe way to defeat these bosses without like blowing through all of your resources. And yeah. if you haven't been playing long enough to collect multiple monster potions, you're not going to have a prayer. It's terrible. It's terrible. They just, they, they sprint around in random directions and they do a bunch of damage and they're the hip, fast. Yeah. The hitboxes boxes all fall on them, especially the worms. Like the worms were completely uh, just a bad time. There's these giant like sandworms, like picture from Dune or from uh, Tremors. These just giant worms, but you can't hit probably 80% of them there's only this small area that you have to hit and so even if you do have a, a bazooka good luck actually hitting the right spot to do any damage to yeah you. yeah just I don't know the bosses I don't know how much of my ugh with this game is because of the bosses 
Yeah, I, I pretty much missed most of the boss fights because I would be dead and then you would get to the boss <laughs> and fight it by yourself. So I don't have that same uh, as you do, but uh, <laughs> they didn't look fun. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and that kind of plays into another point that I have is that the game overstates its welcome. Yeah, I mean, 55 levels is kind of crazy. Just, the password system mitigates some of that, but it's still it, just too many. 30, maybe 25 to 30. And I think I would have been much happier with this one. Put a little bit more care into each of the levels and have less of them. I could definitely see that. Well, and that's kind of another point that I have written down is some of the level design is super weird. Uh, Like there was a level that was like all weeds and I'm like, okay, like there's some novelty to like, oh, it's a level and it's all alternating spikes. That's that seems like a thing. Um, But yeah i don't know the level design i feel like some levels are fine but then they're like let me throw you in a factory with a bunch of conveyor belts and chainsaw guys or or little chuckies that are trying to like throw axes at you and it's just like um did you guys spend a lot of time play testing this well they couldn't I mean, it was one or two level designers developing 55 levels so i mean what do you expect i mean sure but at the same time i just a lot of these levels are just like ugh. Like, why is this, why, why, why are there seven chainsaw guys in this level? Did there really need to be seven? Well, I think part of it is there's definitely a benefit to playing through the levels quickly, not focusing on killing the bad guys and just collecting the neighbors because they do seem to just infinitely spawn bad guys. So the longer you take in a level, the more bad guys there's going to be, the harder it's going to be. Yeah. Or like the ants that are just nonstop crawling out of the ground giant ants don't just say ants these are massive 15 feet long ants (laughs) the purple ones weren't enough let's make red ones that take five soda cans to kill yeah that's 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 fun right um i didn't love the ants they were fast and they took items you'd be running ahead of them and then try to turn around real quick and shoot them um and by the time you know you turned around and shot at them they were on top of you and killing you so that was that was rough yeah yeah do you have anything else? Yes. Um, the, one thing that was kind of disappointing to me is I was looking at the box for this game and it says Konami on it. Mm. So I'm expecting some good music, right? <laughs> um, Joke's on you. Wrong. Wrong. I don't know, man. This is uh, it, It's not like the worst music ever. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. No. It's not the worst music ever. Some of it's very average. Some of it is bad. But none of it is what you'd expect from seeing Konami on the box. Yeah, I was very disheartened uh, when I was like, "Oh man, we're playing a Konami music or Konami game, and we don't love the music." Then I realized, Jordan. Yeah. This game is made by LucasArts. So was it it's just, just published by Konami? Published by Konami. I still feel like they endorsed some of it. They got some of the stink on them. No, no, they get a pass. They right. get a, they get a pass on on this one. Uh, a lot of it's just like organy classic like monster movie sounding silly i feel like um back to the the theme of this game this game kind of knows what it is yeah oh yeah um and so it kind of wears the uh wears its heart on its sleeve a little bit it's just like oh this is a, a silly idea and a silly game with a bunch of silly things and so we're gonna make the, the music a fun spooky sort of haunted house kind of vibe yeah uh, but overall, most of the music, 70% of it is probably like, eh, 
I could deal without this. I feel like I remember one track where I said, hey, this isn't bad. Yeah, and it was like we were like 40 levels into the game oh, before yeah. we had heard that track. Yeah. Very weird. Very weird. Um, but yeah, soundtrack, no. Not, not, not good on this one. All right, Dan, do you have anything else of what this game doesn't do well? Uh, I have like a couple of... <laughs> A smattering. A couple, a couple nitpicks. Uh, there's no options on the Super Nintendo version, which is just like, why, why a retro game without options? I yeah. should be able to set my lives from three to five to seven. Oh. You know what I'm saying? You. I should have like a sound test. At the very least, a sound test, right? Yeah, right? You know, uh, it's just the Genesis version has an options menu, and I, I watched a, a side-by-side comparison of the two versions. Interesting. And so I was like, well, that's that's weird. Uh, and the, do you want to know why? Because Genesis does what Nintendo <laughs> don't, including having options menus and violent video games. Yeah, <laughs> is there more blood in the Genesis version? Uh, I think the Wikipedia page said something about this game. I think came out pre ESRB. Yeah, and Nintendo it got censored. It's called Zombies in like the PAL region and stuff and it got censored in those regions. The Ate My Neighbors was just too much. Now the undead raising from their graves and eating people, we can deal with that but you can't explicitly say Ate My Neighbors because then it's it's putting that eating of <laughs> brains onto people that you know and love and that's just too far for us in Australia. Well, I think Nintendo, this was, I think that what, what it said was this was before they wanted violent games on their platform so they had to like turn red blood into purple or reduce some of the there is when you die and it says game over you get this purple blood that drips down the screen so that explains that i guess yeah yeah um the last thing that i have was the winner screen felt like a little bit of uh Wait. What the game does poorly is once i won i didn't like the thing they showed me it felt a little like um I liked the, when you beat the game, you get a credits level to wander around, but they put enemies in it, which was kind of a bummer because I feel like I didn't get to enjoy it because there were enemies in it. But you can walk around like the Lucas Arts office and see who worked on the game. George yeah. Lucas invites you in and tells you to get cool. back to work. Yes, he did tell you <laughs> to get back to work. It's like, all right, George, just chill. All right. Yeah, but I felt like the, the Hey You One screen was a little anticlimactic. For the effort that it would take to beat this game, there was no cool like cutscene or no like no cutscenes, no real satisfaction. It was just a screen that said "winner" with fireworks, and then showed you how many of each enemy you had defeated, which wasn't many because, of course, we had to use a password, and it doesn't keep track of all the ones before that. Well, it, it was ninety-one spiders, ninety-one spiders in the last three levels alone, which is a feat. I think it was just the last level alone. I'm pretty sure that the spider boss. Which was shooting was, out 90 spiders. Shooting out 90 spiders, shooting out 9,000 webs so oh, that you can't, webs. you can't move. The last boss in this game, probably one of the worst I've seen. It was really bad. Um, it took about 9,000 punches to kill. It shot these little webs all over the floor that made you move at probably like 8% of your normal speed. <laughs> I didn't and even know it was that. Once you finally defeat the spider, oh, JK, that was just my, that wasn't even my final form, you know? Now yeah. I'm going to turn into a giant head 
and we can do it all over again, except for the head is super fast and you are super slow because there's spider webs everywhere. And you can try to pull out your weed whacker and get rid of the webs, but you'll probably die before you can get rid yeah, of them. Yeah, you'll probably get hit by a bacon tongue from Dr. Tom. Yeah, he's shooting these tongues out at you. Now, I liked the the concepts of the spider. and uh, you didn't, What even with the spider? I, forget the spider. I like the concept <laughs> of the robot head. He drinks this potion and he turns into a giant floating robot head that's shooting out tongues. That was cool. I like that. And yeah. as you as you're fighting him, he's getting like <laughs> these holes. There's like damage. He's taking like uh, sprite damage. You know, it's showing it, and it's cool. You you didn't need all that other stuff. You don't need the webs and the spiders and the yeah. nine thousand punches. It's a good boss fight. Like go back to when we talked about Donkey Kong Country. You got to jump on the thing's head three times. You know exactly what you got to do. There's there's very good feedback when you achieve. The thing that you want to do, like you you jump on its head, you get a good animation and sound effect. You know, like, I actually did damage to that thing. It's not just flashing blue at me 9,000 times. Uh, it was bad. It was a bad boss fight. It wasn't, it, they all were bad. All the boss fights in yeah. this game were bad. Yeah, and you had the pleasure of just watching me play it instead of playing it yourself. Yeah, I had my own Lucky you. private Twitch stream. <laughs> uh, that is all that I have that the game didn't do so well. All right, Dan, here's my second pitch of how to make this game work in 2020, all right? Hear me out here. This game should be a roguelike. I mean... <sighs> you got the 55 levels. You start each one. You you know, you're, you're unlocking different weapons. Every time you go through, you already have the, like, super hard aspect of it, and the, the when you die, you lose everything. Game over. You go all the way back to the beginning, and I feel like you could take this game, revamp it, release Zombies Ate My Neighbors 2020 as a roguelike, and instantly this game is a gazillion times better. Yeah, they definitely have to refine the mechanics and tighten up the gameplay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, um, if they want to revive this kind of series or whatever, there's already not, like, really any sort of story. Like, each level is just like, why is this happening? Why did we just go through a door? A door appeared out of nowhere. And now I'm walking through it. I was in my neighborhood. Now I'm in a pyramid in what seems to be ancient Egypt. Maybe it's a, a Mario 2 situation. We've got Ren Stevens' nightmare. Yeah. Or, the, there's two characters. There's a boy and a girl. The guy looks like Guy Fieri. <laughs> the girl looks like Ren Stevens from Even Stevens. I don't remember her name, her real name. Jay something. Jen. Ju, Julie. Jules. I don't know. I'm sorry to that actress. You do have a real name. You're not Ren Stevens. Oh, I was talking about the girl in the game. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, you mean what not, were the names of the kids in the yeah. game? It doesn't matter. It's not. It's only in the manual, which means it doesn't exist. Zeke and uh, and uh, what was her name? They had a whole. Or what was the of, the last one in the manual? It was like Pat and Pat. <laughs> yeah, it gave the manual couldn't even commit to giving them to like their own names. It had a whole list of names you could choose, including Pat and Pat. For the boy and the girl. <laughs> All right, so you're not a fan of my Mario 35 idea. You're not a fan of my roguelike idea. I guess that you just well, think this game is unredeemable. No, so, okay, as a roguelike, if it was like a twin-stick shooter, like a gungeon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, it, it could work, this but they'd the have thing. to do a lot to make it work. Gungeon is a love letter to guns in video games and pop culture. And they just took anything remotely gun related and put it into that game. This game is a love letter to horror movies, B movies, monster films. And you could do the exact same thing. 
I feel like there's a lot of potential for this game to be rebooted as a roguelike. Well, who who's going to make it? Uh, who do you want to make that game? I want Konami to do it, and I want them to stop making pachinko machines and make video games again and give us a great soundtrack for this game. They're a little busy re uh, rebooting Metal Gear Solid. Are they actually making like real games again? I think um, they are currently... I don't know if it's a rumor or if it's been confirmed, but they're remaking the first Metal Gear Solid is what I heard. Oh, Maybe so it'll be too. like the remake of Final Fantasy VII where you take a game and turn it into like 100 hours and you sell each five hours separately for $60? Uh, I would be thrilled if they turned Metal Gear Solid <laughs> into like a bunch of <laughs> episodes. Like that, we're going to play that next year. Oh, is it going to be retro next year? Metal Gear Solid, the original? Bro, I don't even know. Do oh I know about video games? Jordan. I'm pretty sure that's a PlayStation 2 game. No, not the first one. It was out on the... Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3. Never mind. We don't Don't even worry about it. We need to play the original Metal Gear game. <laughs> Metal Gear? Yeah. Not Metal Gear Solid? I heard that it's really bad. Uh, I think that the MSX version of it is good. But, but the I don't Nintendo know if the, version's no good. The NES version is any good. I have the second one, Snake's Revenge. I haven't been able to have a whole lot of fun with that, but it's a weird stealth game that I... I'm so bad. I just want to run through and kill everybody. Don't make me go sneaky. <laughs> You're gonna love Metal Gear Solid. All right. <laughs> All right. I think I think we have talked about so much of what this game did poorly. Let's move on. All right, Jordan. So, what would you pay for the experience that you had with Zombies Eight, My Neighbors? See, this is hard because, on one hand, I didn't enjoy this game as a fifty-five level, nonstop um, tour of pain. But, <laughs> but I do think this game has a lot of potential as like a grab it in short bursts, like arcade style game. Where, you know, if this was an arcade game, I feel like then my tolerance for it is, is very different. So it's hard. I'm not, man, I don't know. I feel like this would have made a great arcade game. Yeah, I do too. I, I just needed some more polish and it could have been great. Um, I did have fun with it in small bursts, but like I, I'm not interested in playing more than like five levels at a time, which means that I have a hard time wanting to spend a bunch of money on it. Which means I want to say like $2, (laughs) which may be too generous. Like this is the problem. Too generous. This is the problem. So when I left from our first, when I left from our first play session, I didn't feel good about this game. Then throughout the week I was thinking about it and I was like, man, that game was fun. I can't wait to jump back in. (laughs) You're like me where it's like. I got here today and we played it a few levels. I'm like, this is fun. And then it got to be like two hours later. And I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. So if you ask me when I haven't <laughs> played this game for a while and it pops up on the Switch eShop, like, yeah, I'm going to drop two bucks on it. Right now, I, I don't really want to pay any money for it. That's hilarious. That's like that. What? That's every episode of the podcast for me that we say worthless. Like a day or two later, I'm like, I could probably go back and play some more. See, that's not, that's <laughs> not usually my experience. I'm like, okay. I never have to. We've done it. I don't ever have to think about it or play it ever again. <laughs> it's scratched off the list for all eternity. <laughs> it's like a college degree. You do it once. You don't have to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's like, um, I, I have no desire to go to grad school with Snow Brothers, you know? <laughs> I did it. It's done. I got the degree. <laughs> the sequel is not ever going to happen. Oh, man. That's hilarious. Um, for some reason, my gut is telling me 18. What? I know. Man, I know. I know. Hold on. Let stop. me. Let me. <laughs> you are insane. Let me. Let me try to make sure my nostalgia glasses aren't on on this one. But I don't have like childhood memories of this. This was one that I came to as as uh, later in life. Um, for some, I don't know. But like I said, I I feel positive about this game in the past. You had literally like one thing on your list of what you liked about this game, and no, about forty was, things was, on your list was, of what you didn't like. It was four. I had four things that I liked, and I forgot to mention the bazookas shoot through the walls. If you don't have keys, that's another thing. So we'll call it five. Oh, that is that is. That can't be a whole thing that you like. <laughs> it actually is because I realized how important it was later on that, oh, the level design doesn't lock you out if you don't have keys. Anyways, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out because as I was listening to you talk about, you know, how much you'd pay for this game, I was like, my gut's telling me 18. Why is my gut telling me 18? I feel like it should be lower. And I'm like, I don't understand why. 18 is the number. I feel like it should be lower. Yeah. My gut is saying higher, so I'm going to say 15. Ignore your gut. I'm Use your f- brain. We don't we're not The gut is the nostalgia. Use your brain. Forget the gut. Use your brain. Your gut should only be used for eating burritos. <laughs> and you're telling me that this game that you just had you had a miserable time with this game and you're telling me that you would sacrifice two trips to Chipotle? Or Cadoba, the superior burrito joint? No, it's I don't um I didn't have a miserable time. It was the same thing as you where it's like, oh, this is fun at first when you play it for I don't know, twenty to thirty minutes at a time. Yeah. Um That's where it shines. Baby. Yeah, and so you combine the password system, play it twenty minutes thirty minutes at a time with your friend. Yes. Co op is a must. Yes. I wouldn't really want to play this by myself. Right. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't be mad about a 15 to $20, $20 experience. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. How much is, how much is it selling for? I have well, a feeling it's selling for $18. That just seems like too convenient of a number. That's my you, guess. $18. $18. That's my guess. I got, I got some good news, Jordan. Yeah. It's twice as much. No. <laughs> Are you serious? 36 Super Nintendo version, $36. Wow. Uh I got other I got some really really good news too, Jordan. There's what? there's a uh, a rare box variant of oh. this one that was uh, I didn't dig too far into it, but apparently there was a limited box variant that exists. How much do you think that price charting said that that for like the complete of that you're talking about? It's just yeah, well, I we're got, talking just I the box. It, I think I don't <laughs> you don't know. Okay. It's the box variant is all the listings that right, I'm price right. charting. I don't, I'm guessing it's the complete and I don't know if it was just <laughs> the box or I'm assuming the box and the game. All right. So normally if something's rare, you can double the price. So then you're going to like 72 bucks. But this is retro video games we're talking about. <laughs> so you have to add the extra amount of collector's insanity, which has been on full <laughs> display over the last three minutes of Dan talking about what he would pay. <laughs> So I'm going to say $93. Are you sure? That's my final answer. So you have to understand that 
when things are really rare, you can usually 10x the price. No. And so if you want the rare box variant of this, price charting says that you can get that on average for $323. That's silly. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> wow. Um, the Genesis version. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't really know anything about the Genesis version uh, before I looked into it yesterday. And it was like, I was kind of like, oh, is this a Sunset Riders thing? Yeah. Uh, where it's like, the same game, but like different enough that it like is not a thing that I want to play. Uh, Genesis version looked very similar to the Super Nintendo version. Just yeah. graphics and audio typical. Uh, they look like basically the same game. Yeah. So uh, what do you think the Genesis version is going for on this one? Uh, okay. So if it was 36, Genesis version is going for $18. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guess. <laughs> Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, half price, baby. <laughs> uh, that one, no, 29. 29. All 29. right, so you get $7 off. You buy the Genesis version. You have to use the awful Sega Genesis controller <laughs> that I hate. You Unless you play on a Retron. You're not going to have those nice Super Nintendo bumpers or uh, triggers. Or what are they called? Uh, right and left Shoulder button. buttons. Shoulder buttons. Thank you. Which, you know, you need for your radar in this game. <laughs> You play on a Retron 5 with Super Nintendo controllers, and then you can make the final boss a little tired. You can make him yeah. have no energy. No energy. <laughs> is the name of the cheat. Final boss, spider form. No energy. Yeah. Which doesn't just, like, instantly kill him. I mean, you punched the spider, and he died, and then you had to punch the, the robot head, like, I don't know, <laughs> 10 times, 15 times still. <laughs> Which makes me wonder if that was the no energy version of the final boss. How Like, you probably... <laughs> I just can't even imagine beating this game without the cheats. I just can't. Uh, I can't imagine it. That's funny. Uh, what about our, our friends in, in the PAL region, Jordan? What do you think Zombies is going for? Well, um, we got the PAL tax on this one or no? Oh, PAL tax. We, we see it's been kind of crazy. We had the PAL tax for so long where they were paying so much more money. Mm-hmm. But, but the last couple times it's been less. Yeah. But the name is shorter. Zombies dot dot dot. <laughs> okay. So they saved some money on not having to print as many letters. I don't know. I'm gonna say the PAL region ones are going for forty two dollars because it's a great number. No, 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 no. <clears throat> the PAL has the distinct pleasure of thirty two dollars on the Super Nintendo version. Okay. Twenty three on the Mega Drive version. So a little bit cheaper, but still not like crazy. Like right. the Genesis one is a lot cheaper, but the or Mega Drive. Sorry. I didn't mean to offend the PAL people <laughs> by saying Genesis. Uh, Mega Drive, uh, yeah, I mean, it's only a few bucks cheaper on the Super Nintendo, so not like, you know, you're not going to have big savings or whatever. All right, so is the PAL version of Zombies Ain't My Neighbors worth it? Uh, personally, I have to say no. I have to say no, but this is the good thing, Dan. For anybody out there listening who's like, I really want to play this game, but I don't want to spend 30 whatever Six. dollars you can win a free copy of it from us this month. So yeah. that's, uh, you know, if you're out there and you're like, I want to play this game and I don't want to spend 30 bucks, well, all you have to do is send us a, a text or not a text. What's it a called? Text. A, dr- a direct. <laughs> you just have to send us a fax in the mail. You, I want you to fax it to yourself, print it out, mail it to us in the mail, <laughs> and then you can be entered to win. No, you don't have to do that. You just send us a direct message on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or send us an email and you can enter 
and um, we'll get to what you have to do for that later. I think, unless we want to just say you're, it now. You're just jumping ahead. We I got, didn't mean to. Got, all right. Well, let's just let's put a bow on it. Thirty six dollars. Yeah. You calling it worthless? Personally, like way worthless. <laughs> like that's sixteen times more than I would ever consider paying. Eighteen. I know. I was trying to be generous, and also. <laughs> And also, I'm terrible at math. So thanks for pointing out my weaknesses. Let's, let's call it what it is. <laughs> uh, man, that's such a bummer to call this game worthless. But I got to do it. I feel positive. I, I like this game. I don't like it in six hours in a few days. Is the game worth the effort of sending us a direct message? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely uh, worth it. Yeah, I, f- I feel like people like this game. I feel like it's like a kind of a a game that generally I've never really... I feel like when I hear people talk about this game, it's like, oh, I like that game. The people yeah. that know about it, but like, I don't feel like a ton of people know about it. That's the thing about games is that when this goes... This applies to every game we've covered on the podcast is that games are subjective. And you might like something that we don't like. I love Tetris. Some other people might think that's a dumb game. That's a baby game. That's a stupid Tetris game. is a weird one. You can take one of the greatest games of all time and turn it into one of the worst games I've played this year. What are you somehow? What are you talking about? I'm talking about Tetris ninety nine. Oh my I'm going goodness. There. We're not going there. <laughs> that's a little bit t- I know it's Halloween week, but that's a little bit too spooky for me to hear my good friend talk trash about one of my favorite games. <laughs> Tetris ninety nine is one of your favorite games? I love it. It's so fun. It's no, it's it's the worst version of Tetris. Um, all right, let's move on to our bounty segment. Yes. Which you alluded to plenty. Um, I was very discreet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, originally, like last week or last episode, we said uh, it's a Super Nintendo copy. Yeah. Well, now that I've discovered that the Genesis version is basically the same. Yeah. And I'm not like afraid. <laughs> we can, Well, it, it'll be winner's choice. Winner's choice. If Whoever you- wins this month's bounty will get to choose Super Nintendo or Genesis. Now listen, it's super, super easy to enter. You actually can enter twice this month. The first way you can enter is by sending us a direct message or an email telling us what is your favorite Halloween game. And this is a pretty broad category. We've had people send in everything from like Castlevania to uh, like Resident Evil or House of the Dead Mm -hmm. or just something kind of spooky that fits the season. So that's one entry right there. If you send us this is my favorite Halloween game or whatever. The second way you can win is send us an idea for a future episode. We're going to be taking uh, your guys' ideas and using some of those to pick what our episodes are for November. But we're going to, you know, if we get a whole bunch of these, we're going to probably use these for future episodes too. So send us an idea. Hey, you guys should cover whatever game it is or it, maybe it's not even a game. Maybe it's a topic. Maybe you're like, here, I want you guys to do one of your top 10 lists for best Atari games, please don't do that. Um, I don't know. Let us know. What do you want to hear us talk about? So real easy. Send us a, a couple sentences and you can have one or two entries to win a copy of Zombies Ate My Neighbors for Super Nintendo or Sega and you can play it for yourself and maybe you will love it in small bursts or in the whole entirety of the 55 levels. Yeah. And if there's no like overlap between the entries that we get, I'm thinking about whether or not we should either do a social media poll to see what people want or we should do an nhl hits tournament where we assign oh entries my. to teams and just have like a, a stanley cup playoff for november episodes <laughs> so that we could play nhl hits 
or we can just pick which ones we think are the best <laughs> ideas. We've had some really good suggestions so far. I don't so know. I really send like. Them on in. I really like the the hits idea. I know, but you will take any excuse ever to play NHL hits. So so will you? If you were like, we hey, can play it together. What do you want to eat tonight? You be pizza, and I'll be burritos, and we'll play each other. And whoever wins is what we'll eat. Can we think about it? We could be like, hey, you want to hang out next Saturday to. We got to hang out to do the NHL hits thing. Yeah. So that we could pick November episode. It's an excuse to hang out. It is. It's an excuse to have fun. And it's an excuse for me to beat you. Oh, my goodness. In something. <laughs> it always comes back to the competition with you. I feel you. I never you, pay attention to the scores. <laughs> I never am seeing who's winning. I just like to play for the fun of it. If 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 we were in the Disney Channel original movie Brink, you <laughs> would be Team X Blades, and I would be Team Puppet Pup Suds. Suds. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jordan, where can people find us? You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at W I O W Podcast, or you can send us an email at. Worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and I think this uh, this episode's coming out a few days before the end of October. Yeah. Um, depending on when we record in November, if you send us entries a little late, we may still be able to count them just depending on when we record. Uh, typically, the bounties run to the end of the month, but this, the calendar is just There's been some, kind of yeah, there, weird it's, it's loosey goosey. The you, way a bi weekly podcast sometimes it you know shifts in a weird way. If but. you get your entry in before we record our next episode, you will be on the list. So yeah. if you're hearing this and it's October or early November 2020, send us a, a message or an email and we'll get you on the list. <laughs> if it's the early November. The early November. A great band. Mm-hmm. Excellent mm-hmm. band. One of my favorites, Ascenders. Excellent songwriter. <laughs> All right. Don't go anywhere just yet because we have a little special Halloween trivia segment coming right up. So instead of our normal trivia where I would have collected questions from our listeners about Zombies Ate My Neighbors, we're going to do something a little bit different here, Dan. I'm very excited. I've gone on Google, uh, a great search engine. If any of you have never heard of Google before, you can find all sorts of stuff there. And I looked up like the best retro Halloween video games. And then I went on Google Images, which is a different Mm. part of Google. (laughs) And I looked up the back of the boxes of these games. And then I took some of that text and I I, I put it into a file here. And I'm going to read you. Is it a text file? (laughs) No, it's it's the Notes app on the Apple iPhone. Great app, great phone. I highly recommend it. All right. I wish we got paid for all this stuff. Notes app. Can't recommend the notes app enough. Click All right. our affiliate link for the, the for the notes app. <laughs> yes. <laughs> use uh, use uh, promo code <laughs> notes app. <laughs> anyway, I got the text off the back of the boxes. I'm gonna read some of it to you. I have edited it like if it gives away like the name of the game or like the name of a popular character. The Belmonts must kill Dracula. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start off a little bit easy here, and then maybe we'll escalate. So the first one here. (laughs) And you can just stop me at any point that you know it. Or, you know, maybe I'll just read it, and then the listeners can play too. And um, and then, so we'll start with an easy one here. We got multiple choice or no? Um, On some of them. Okay. 
Uh, on some of them, I'll give you more information as needed. All right. A century of Transylvanian tranquility is about to come to a shocking end. Once again, the mortifying screams of helpless villagers shake the ground as they huddle against a new nightmarish horror unleashed by the Duke of Darkness, Count Dracula. And this time he has a tombstone with your name on it. Dot, dot, dot. Do you want multiple choice here? Uh, I, th- I think I do. Okay, I think I do. This is either Bram Stoker's Dracula for Super Nintendo or Super Castlevania 4. <laughs> uh, when you were reading it, I was thinking it was Bram Stoker's Dracula, but. It is actually Super Castlevania 4. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, the last line is, and this time he has a tombstone with your name on it, Simon Belmont. Oh, wow. Yeah, I took out that one. Yeah, interesting, yep. interesting. Well, you got that one wrong. Um, but <laughs> Well done. <laughs> uh, I came up with it myself, so nobody gets a sticker. I'm keeping all the stickers for myself this week. <laughs> all right, here's the next one. Uh, all right, here we go. You are the boldest... What? I, man, autocorrect? That's not even a word. <laughs> it was supposed to say swordsman, and it says beardsman. <laughs> All right. You are the boldest swordsman alive. You are caught in a... D- <laughs> I like the boldest beardsman a little better. I you should have left that. <laughs> and this character does have a beard. You should know that. You are the boldest swordsman alive. You are caught in a dangerous quest. Fiendish foes and grim demons are about to hurl disaster your way. You may lose your armor and your strength. You may be hexed. You may become a baby, a duck, or a skeleton. But you are never without a weapon and magic awaits to help you. This sounds like a game where you end up in your boxers from losing your armor. <laughs> it does sound like that game. Is it Ghosts and Goblins? Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, you got the like, you got the right. I was like, is it franchise? One of the sequel? You know, yeah. you got the right franchise. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, Arthur has a beard. All right, here we go. Your girlfriend Jennifer is trapped in a living nightmare, and it's up to you to save her. The only option is to don the terror mask and transform into a buffed-out mayhem machine, ready to smash and bash a path to freedom. Uh, Splatterhouse. Yeah. Wow. I had actually gave I had multiple choice here because I wasn't sure how well you knew about Splatter. It's actually Splatterhouse two because the first one didn't come to like major consoles, but I had Splatterhouse two or Jim Carrey's The Mask for SNES, <laughs> which is actually a game on the Super Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I don't actually know a lot about Splatterhouse, but I'm, it's like a beat 'em up where you're a, like Jason, basically. It's a thing that people like. Yeah, it looks interesting. So that was Splatterhouse two on the Genesis. All right, here we go. Um, getting a little bit harder here. Although you got that one, and I thought that was kind of hard. Here we go. It's just a kidnapping of an entire city by alien UFOs. The quest begins. Lucky for you, this is a family affair. And what a family. Will you whip the alien bosses or will they whip you? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to need multiple choice on this Okay, one. I don't have multiple choice, but I have some uh, additional box text that is going to help you here. well maybe i'll just guess that all right well give me your what you got i'll give you half of it okay find your way to thing and help is right at hand <laughs> no okay just ring for lurch he'll give those aliens trouble with a capital l uh okay so adam's family then yes but the game is fester's quest oh. for any it rhymes fester's quest for nes yes it, I, I was thinking you said aliens. I was thinking destroy all humans. Right. You don't think of aliens when you think of no. Adam's family. No. Also, if they're choosing an Adam's family character to have be like the headlining character for a game, why Fester? He's like 
the Adams family is weird to begin with, but I yeah. feel like he's extra. Like, oh yeah, you could give him the power ups and all the weird stuff. I'm not a not a lot of people really like Fester's Quest. It looked interesting. I mean, I looked not, at the back of the box. Yeah, I don't know. Not uh, my not my thing. All right, here we go. This is the last one here. Vanishing coeds, bloodless bodies, mysterious intruders. As a secret command for scat, your mission's a time bomb. Five beautiful coeds are being stalked in an eerie estate. Hooded intruders are invading the mansion with blood <laughs> on their minds. <laughs> My brain was dipping in and out of Leisure Suit Larry as you were reading that description. <laughs> All right, you need a little bit more? A little bit more text to help you out here? Uh, I m- Possibly. All right, yeah, give me, give me a little more. All right. Watch the murderous action from hidden cameras in eight different rooms. Catch the intruders as they track their victims. Miss your chance and they're lost forever. Is this Night Trap? It's Night Trap for the Sega CD and 3DO. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, it's an infamous game. Infamous game. It is what partially led, along with Mortal Kombat, to the... Uh, mm-hmm. the ESRB being founded. Yeah. And if you yeah. watch like clips of it, it's really actually not that bad. It's like these guys in terrible zombie vampire costumes, like chasing people around a house. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, when they're like zombies ate my neighbors, the blood needs to be purple and yeah. you're not going to, you're going to have to put a blood coat into mortal Kombat. I don't know. It's a whole, if the you want was different back then. Definitely. If you want to learn more about Night Trap and its development, which is like crazy interesting, if you watch High Score on Netflix, they have like half of an episode dedicated to Night Trap and its role in the formation of the ESRB, which is the organization in the United States that rates video games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. T for teen. Yeah. Well, uh, there you go. That was just a, a little run through the history of retro spooky games. <laughs> Not necessarily all Halloween, but at least in the spooky variety. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, Jordan, I've got a few few announcements. Ooh. Discord is finally ready. Discord. We did it. We did it. It's ready, and we kind of understand it now. Yeah, there's a lot to understand. That's why it took so long. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think we, as of right now, we're just going to put the invite link in our link tree, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot ee slash w-i-o-w podcast that sounds right and you can probably <laughs> find that link in the description of the show as well yeah that's 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 what i was gonna say but yeah please join our discord come hang out with us nerd out about your collections and what you're finding or maybe find a player two if you want to play streets of rage online on the sega genesis collection it's also something a super direct way just to let us know how wrong you think we are about all these games <laughs> or how wrong you know we are yeah or you can play Pokemon on our server. We got a little Pokemon bot. That's, oh, that's yeah? kind of fun. I've been playing with that. Um I, I so I'm I'm pretty new to Discord. I've only I've just been poking around, but it seems like you know, it's like a, a chat room and you go in there and you can you can level up, which is fun. Mm-hmm. In life you can level up. Um what might be some of the benefits of getting <laughs> on our, our Discord and, and leveling up? Well, Jordan, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't going to bring it up till next month because I don't think I'm going to implement it. I need to, p- to toy with it. But we're actually going to let you level up and get bounty entries uh, the more you interact with us on Discord. Um, the reason I say I wasn't going to roll it out till next month is because it was like, oh, it's this is coming out at the end of this month. Yeah. And I have to tweak the the XP to see how fast people level up. But basically, our plan is to let you earn up to three extra bounty entries every Whoa. month if you want. Um so that's, a, a, I hope, a nice incentive to come hang out with us on Discord. 
Yeah, because you know we all know you don't have any incentive to hang out with us otherwise. If it's not, <laughs> if you're not getting free stuff, why would you ever want to talk to us? <laughs> I found I found that people only like this show for the free stuff. <laughs> At least it makes it worth listening to, right? Yeah, not our opinions, not <laughs> not my um, supreme intelligence or cutting wit or good looks. Well, but the know. free stuff does it. Y'all can tell us about uh, Jordan's roguish handsomeness with his emoji on Discord. It's the thing that I really like <laughs> about um, podcasting is that um, you know everybody just really gets to see my face, <laughs> and uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, other than that, Jordan, do you have anything else that you would like to talk about before we wrap up the show with our music segment? I think that's going to be it. I hope you guys all have a happy Halloween, a festive November. There's lots of holidays going on. Stay safe and we'll see you next time. Yeah. As with every episode, all of the music info and relevant links will be in the podcast description wherever you're listening. In honor of Halloween, today's track is a Castlevania remix called Flesh Flash by Joshua Morse. Uh, Which ties into the game we just played because the vampire that you kill endlessly in this game, his name, according to the manual, is Vlad Belmont. (laughs) Right, right. It's just a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge at uh, Castlevania. Say more, say no more. Exactly. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you in the next one. See ya. (laughs) 